0: Welcome to Disney Decipher, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, Leslie and I are missing the parks more than ever. So we're rebroadcasting an episode from 2019 about what to do when you're having Disney withdrawal. We've included some updates so it's not exactly the same episode as before, and all the withdrawal solutions we thought of back then still work today. Find more episodes of this podcast at DisneyDeciphered.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere you find podcasts. We'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a positive review. If you're missing Disney and are ready to plan a trip to the parks, you can contact me, Joseph Chung, at TravelMation.net, and I'd be happy to serve as your travel agent at no cost to you. Connect with the podcast anytime, DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, at WDWDeciphered on Twitter, or on our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As The Joe Flies, and after 134 episodes, Leslie and I have finally decided to take the weekend off. It's Labor Day weekend. Happy Labor Day, everyone. But even though we're taking the weekend off, we decided to rebroadcast the episode, we think that is pretty relevant to what everyone is feeling right now. It is our Disney withdrawal episode. So in this episode that you're going to hear, maybe for the first time, maybe for the second time, we just talk about all the ways we like to deal with Disney withdrawal, which, you know, is really affecting us right now. Before we get to the episode, though, I did want to do a quick update. In our news episode last week, we spent a few minutes talking about how Disney had not released any fall discounts. And of course, the day after we recorded, they released a bunch of fall discounts. What that tells me is that Disney is moving back towards its normal rhythm of releasing discounts on a fairly predictable and timely schedule. Which means that if you're planning to go to the parks, you can either book at those cheaper rates, or if you already have a reservation, you can rebook at those cheaper rates. So if you already have reservations, definitely rebook those or have your travel agent rebook those. Uh, And of course, if you need a travel agent to work with, I'm happy to work with you at no cost to you, Joseph Chung at travelmation.net. On a personal note, I actually was this close to pulling the trigger to take a trip to Disney World this week, but for various reasons, I decided not to go. But I basically did The majority of the planning of the trip, so I recorded a special Patreon episode about that, so patrons, you can look forward to that sometime this week. If you'd like to sign up for our Patreon and support the podcast, you can receive bonus content and episodes by signing up at patreon.com slash DisneyDeciphered. All right, I might be back with one or two updates in the episode. We'll also have a new Disney Do or Don't at the end of the episode. So if you've heard it already and want to skip, feel free to move to the end of the podcast to listen to that. Here is our rebroadcast of dealing with Disney withdrawal. So today we are going to talk about something that is not quite Disney planning, but is a phenomenon that I think many of you who have been to Disney World have experienced. Often when you are leaving Disney World, I think I can't remember who I saw say this, but when you're on your way back to the airport, they call the Magical Express the Tragical Express. Have you heard that before, Leslie? Totally. Yeah. So uh, sorry to whoever I'm forgetting to give credit to, but uh, I did see that somewhere on social media. And I think that's pretty apt because Disney withdrawal uh, and just kind of, you know, any vacation withdrawal is a real thing. You know, when you get back to the real world, it can be pretty tough. But at least for people like us, Leslie... Disney withdrawal can be even worse. It just doesn't feel good going back home.
1: No, that's fair enough. And we solve it by just going as much as humanly possible and now making this part of our job. So we have to go back. Don't reveal our
0: secrets. Don't reveal our secrets.
1: No, everybody's going to want to be a Disney blogger and a Disney podcaster to find an excuse to go back.
0: Uh, that That's exactly it. So what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about six ideas we have to help you get over your Disney withdrawal, make your way back into the real world, readjust. Um, and so let's get started. I'll start with the first one. And it is what Leslie just said. Start planning your next trip. I think the most surefire way to get over Disney withdrawal is to kind of have it in your mind that you know that you're going back. For me personally, whenever I at least have dates blocked out in my mind, or even better, um, start booking flights and things like that. That's what really kind of gets me over my sadness when I get home. Even if it's not actually planning the trip, If I'm just thinking about the next time that I'm going to go, that really helps me to get over the withdrawal. What about you, Leslie? Do you uh, start planning your next trip uh, on the flight home?
1: Yeah, and usually I have multiple trips booked. And not necessarily just Disney World, but just the Disney ecosystem. I was just, as of the time we're recording this, I was just at Disneyland last weekend. And at that point in time, I had the Disneyland trip on schedule. I have a Disney World trip for October. I have Aulani in April. And then I have Disney Cruise summer 2020. So I have all of those, you know, stacked up. And and practically speaking, Disney trips do take a lot of time to plan. So there's a practical reason, I guess, to... Doing this as well to to make sure that you are going to be booking those hotel reservations and getting good deals and getting the dining reservations that you want to just be doing this well in advance.
0: Yeah, I agree. You know, and I am kind of the same way. You know, I know that I have some Disney trips on the books uh, in the future. When we got back from our last trip, I knew that I would be going to Tokyo Disney Sea, and you know, currently I know that um, you know I will likely be visiting Disneyland Paris this summer. But I will say this, Leslie. I still feel like not having a Disney world trip on the books, it still feels bad uh, to me. You know, I think something about Disney world itself that is just uh, special and magical for me.
1: That's true. And we've talked about this often that this, the speed at which Disney world is changing right now is so rapid. I mean, there, you know, you go and, and a month later, there's you know multiple new things, the same for Disneyland as well. The turnover in the new things that are happening is just so fast. And, you feel like you're left behind if it's been a couple of months since you've been at Disney World, at least in our line, you know, our line of work. And uh nefarious, to, used, it's nefarious. Yeah, it totally is. I mean, I used to remember when I when I started blogging and this was seven years ago, I went to Disneyland about once a year and that was enough to keep up with the changes that were happening. And this last Disneyland trip I took. My previous trip was in November and I was way behind. There was a new parade. There was a new fireworks show. There were like there was a new menu for the Get Your Ears On celebration at like 27 different restaurants and there was food and wine and there was oh my goodness. It was it was overwhelming like the list that I had to do and it had only been 3 months since I've been at Disneyland.
0: Future Joe here. One quick update. Obviously, a lot has changed, but uh, not in the way that we were talking about all the way back in April 2019 when we first recorded this. However, I just wanted to give people a heads up in case you did not know that Disney World has extended its book with confidence policy until the end of 2020, meaning you can cancel at any time at uh, no fee, basically, until you check in. And all of the domestic airlines in the United States, or the majority of them, have now announced that there will be no change fees for their flights. All the policies differ a little bit. For some of them, if you change to a cheaper flight, you can get that as a credit for a future flight. For others, you lose that. I'll link to a post in the show notes that Leslie wrote, covering all those changes. But you know, that's kind of a good thing to know if you're planning for the future, but still not sure you're going to take that trip. Both Disney and the airlines right now have very generous change policies. So just wanted to give you guys a heads up there. All right, back to blissfully unaware past Joe and Leslie. So, what's your suggestion? What's your first suggestion on how to get over Disney withdrawal?
1: So, in the same vein, I actually plan my friends' trips. So, if I don't have a trip of my own on calendar, then I help my friends. And if you're kind of the go to Disney expert in your community, like at your kid's school or in your neighborhood, people will do this naturally. So, I'm constantly getting, you know, messages, text messages from friends and family who are thinking about a trip and wanting to know my tips. I was, messaging actually with a friend yesterday who's headed to Disneyland for spring break and was giving her advice about max pass and all of that good stuff but yeah I mean living vicariously through your friends does the job for me when I don't have anything on my on my calendar do you do the same
0: yeah I totally agree and you know um also all of you who have emailed us at disneydeciphered at gmail.com with uh, questions about your trips honestly it's fun for us and you know I think it does kind of take some of the sting off not being there because and you know I'm not I'm not a selfless guy. Let's, let's not kid ourselves here, but knowing that someone else is going to be enjoying a trip to Disney world and getting to take part in that, that does help me feel less sad about not being at Disney world myself.
1: True. And I I kind of feel like my mission from all this knowledge that I've gained and all this money that I've spent over the years is to help other people like not have a bad Disney vacation experience. And, and there is such a learning curve and it really is hard for people who are new to, going on a Disney vacation and and I see people like when I go myself doing it wrong. And if I can like help there be one fewer of those people in the parks, then, you know, I do get the worm fuzzies. Maybe I'm, I'm a little more selfless than you are Joe.
0: Well, I mean, it is weird. Like I I do feel like, this is a bit of a tangent, but it's like this kind of weird sort of pressure because you kind of feel like if you help someone with their trip and it doesn't go well, you feel like personally bad that you did them wrong. So, you know, we do want to help people as much as possible to enjoy their trips, if only to not feel bad about ourselves.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. Weird motives, but you know, it works. What can I right, say? I'm, us, a <laughs> I'm a terrible person.
0: I'm a terrible person.
1: You know, we, you have been podcasting for more than a year now, Joe, and helping all of our Dozens of re- of listeners out there in, in podcast land. So there are dozens you, you know, of them. You-
0: <laughs> okay, so uh, yeah, my next tip is you may not know this these days, but Disney actually started out as a movie studio, and they have a lot of high quality films. I really enjoy watching Disney movies, especially with my kids. I think there's a a lot of withdrawal that happens for the kids when they're leaving the parks, and I think getting to watch Disney films, Disney media, is just a way to kind of really uh, stay connected. So. You know, I have a question for you, Leslie. If you're trying to get over your Disney withdrawal, what Disney movie do you think you'd put on that you think would uh, cheer you up the most?
1: Oh, I like the classics. I mean, like Peter Pan. I also like some of the more obscure ones, like the Aristocats. You know, the ones that, like in that weird sort of 70, 60s and 70s era where like not all of them were like the biggest hits. Nice. But – um Yeah. So I, 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 I like the original animation ones. Now I will say that right now I am about to start a binge watching of all the star Wars movies, because I feel like there's going to be so much coming up for galaxy's edge that I need a refresher. I mean, I've, I've watched them all of course, at some point and, Episode four through six, I've watched, you know, probably 10 times each, but binge watching that is going to be great fun, getting ready, getting excited for Galaxy's Edge.
0: Machete order, Leslie, look it up. Okay. So (laughs) for me, uh, yeah, it's funny you mentioned those kind of random movies. I think for me, that random movie I would watch would be Robin Hood. I really enjoyed that uh, when I was a kid and still now. And then I think to cheer myself up, you know, being a child of the 90s, Lion King, Aladdin. Uh, Little Mermaid, you know, those those really kind of hit the spot for me.
1: Well, speaking of Robin Hood, I have to say for the very first time ever, I saw Little John in Disneyland this week for the first time. It was super exciting. So, yeah, never. He was actually back by Star Wars Galaxy's Edge by the entrance there at Disneyland. And I was with another Disney blogger and we were super geeking out. We were like, wait, we've never seen him before. So I don't know if he's at Disney World ever, but that was fun for Disneyland folks. That's awesome.
0: Okay, so what's next for us? I think uh, this next one I may not partake in, but please share.
1: So for those of you who are more culinarily inclined than Joe, you can, of course, make Disney-inspired food at home. And this does not have to be... I mean, I'm not super crafty. I'm, I'm a good baker, but I'm not a chef by any stretch of the imagination. But like we have like a Mickey pancake mold that I got at, you know, one of the gift shops in Disney world. And so I sometimes will make Mickey shaped pancakes at home. I mean, you can do that Joe, right?
0: That's what you meant. I thought you were going to like make a dole whip or something from scratch.
1: Well, there are amazing bloggers out there. I'm friends with a lot of them. A lot of mom bloggers go on Pinterest who are Disney fans as well. Have these super creative Disney inspired recipes. Yeah. You can make a dole whip at home. You can do all sorts of other things. And that's that's a little bit beyond my pay grade. Now, I will say, I'll have to put it in the show notes. I do have a recipe, and, and you can do this, for Mickey Mouse trail mix with the red and black and yellow and colors. And that is my one foray into something culinary on Pinterest on my blog, like the only thing I've ever done in seven years of blogging. So there you go.
0: Excellent. No Instapot recipes, though.
1: No, no Instapot.
0: I will have you know that we are a full 40 60 split for the cooking. So I know my way around the kitchen, but I just I think Disney inspired food just doesn't hit me the same way as it does others. But I do agree that, you know, if you can kind of recreate some of those things, we do have Mickey Maltz at home as well. So of course we can do that. Um, it does kind of just kind of bring you back to the magic, um, bring you back to the parks, and kind of helps you to relive your memories.
1: Fair enough. All right. Well, give us some uh, another tip for those who have Disney withdrawal.
0: Yeah. So, speaking of reliving your memories, you know, I find that making a photo album or even just, you know, even if you don't make a photo album, I do enjoy making photo books. Uh, You know, I try to make one once a year at the holiday times to kind of remember where we've traveled as a family. But Even if you're not making a photo album or a photo book, I think just organizing your pictures, number one, helps you to have them organized so you can look at them in the future to remember your trips. But number two, you know, it helps kind of bring you back, helps you to relive the memories of your trip and helps you kind of recount. And this is a really fun thing to do with your kids as well as they get older. Actually, if they get too old, they might not want to sit down with you anymore. But, you know, looking at the pictures that you gotten especially if you had memory maker you may not have even seen all the pictures yet you can go back to our memory maker episode for tips on how to save money on memory maker pictures are kind of uh, a great way to just hold on to the memories personally like i do feel like there are some aspects of not disney vacations but all vacations and all experiences that can't be captured on film but for the moments that are captured on film. I think it's just really nice to kind of put that together and kind of relive that.
1: Yeah, I'm not good anymore about printing out my photos with everything being digital and having so many photos, but I do it kind of virtually as well. I have to go back through old photos a lot of times because you know I need things for blog posts and and it's really fun to to look back through that. And one feature I've been using, if those of you are in the in the Mac ecosystem in the Apple ecosystem, I've been zooming in really closely um using like their geo location feature on the Disney parks and finding pictures in specific places in the parks. And sometimes that's really fun to see the progression over time of like, you know, my daughter riding the teacups when she was a, you know, a toddler. And then again, now as a 10 year old, so you can kind of find if you're looking at at the map, you can find things that are really nice comparison side by side, you're, you're, especially if you've been going to Disney, you know, for, for decades. And uh, I, I, there's a great picture of my husband and his brother and mom in the exact same place when they were children as a picture of me, my sister and mom, when we were children, like long before we knew each other. So we like put a collage together of those two side by side. And that's super, super cool. I'll have to put it in the show notes for those of you who go and read our blog post at the end.
0: I am uh, simultaneously genuinely touched by this concept and also genuinely horrified by the big brotherness of it all.
1: (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. There's the pros and cons to all of the technology these days.
0: But hey, I mean, if it's there, you might as well enjoy the sentimental side of it.
1: Yeah, if they're tracking you, yeah, you might as well get something out of it.
0: So bring us home, Leslie. What's uh, our last tip for how to get over Disney Withdrawal?
1: Of course, it is listen to podcasts. Um, and of course, not you self-serving
0: deferred. at all, not, <laughs> not self-serving either. at all,
1: not at all. The first one on your list should be Disney deciphered, but <laughs> there are, um, actually Joe and I listen to a number of other Disney podcasts. There's so many great ones out there. I mean, hundreds of them that I, I'm sure we have not even discovered yet, but we'll give shout out to a couple of our favorites. We love, uh, the Disney dish with Lynn Testa and Jim Hill, Lynn Testa being the founder of touring plans. That's one that just the depth of knowledge and the, the, the sources they have is unparalleled.
0: Yeah. I mean, that one's great because there are practical tips for how to, you know, spend your time in the parks, especially as it relates to like lines and things like that, but also kind of their, their knowledge of Disney history goes way beyond anything. Leslie and I have, I mean, it's not even, we're not even in the same ballpark, honestly. Um, and, and, you know, they can bring a depth and a context to what they talk about that, you know, I just find really valuable.
1: They're also older than we are. So that's one reason they have more Disney history than we do. Right.
0: Yeah. But
1: <laughs> no, they're uh, just,
0: let's, let's, let's be honest here.
1: <laughs> Everything I know about Disney, obscure Disney history, I know from Lynn Tessa and Jim Hill. State, yeah. Pretty much. yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, I may not be selfless, but I'm not also not a liar. So I'm right, just going to exactly. let you share. Uh, Another podcast we like is Backside of Magic. They dig really deep into how you can save time in line, how you can save money. Um, They you know, really get into some pretty deep hacks. Unfortunately, uh, they just announced that they will be closing up shop. They'll be ending on episode 175, and they just recently released episode 170. I think it's going to be a real blow to the Disney community. But the good news is a lot of their back episodes have a lot of relevant content that can really help you with your trips. So, you know, you should definitely check them out.
1: Yeah, that's on my must listen list every week. And you know, they, they definitely let you know some of the, the, the true hacks. I mean, some of the things that maybe not everybody's comfortable doing, but at least knowing what those hacks are out there and what exists in the Disney world is actually great for planning around that yourself even if you're not prepared to do all of the hacks that they experiment with.
0: Yep, and a couple more that I listen to, I listen to the Disney Unplugged that's run by uh Pete Werner and the people who run the Disboards. Um you know, they're kind of like a they're huge in the Disney World scene and uh if you have googled anything on Disney World before, you've probably been to the Disboards. You know, I like that podcast because, you know, it's weekly and they generally cover the news. Um, and so they have a good vibe there. And then finally, um, WW prep to go, which is a great website, um, for your Disney planning. Um, they also have a podcast that I'll be honest. I think I've said it before. Like I don't really like listening to trip reports. So I skip their trip reports. Um, but she often has, um, really good information that's out there and she has a nice backlog too of uh, old information. If you're looking for that.
1: Yeah. Shannon from WW prep school definitely knows her stuff. And, and, uh, the blog is, is worth reading for an an in-depth look at pretty much everything
0: (laughs) yeah i mean if you're googling you'll probably end up at disboards and you'll probably end up at ww prep schools website at some point
1: but many many more and of course we want to know some other ones that you guys like so we can add them to our podcast playlist um with all that free time we have to add more podcasts to our podcast playlist but yeah no there's there's so many out there and i know there are many that i would enjoy and have not discovered yet
0: all right future joe back here with future leslie leslie do you have a new disney do or don't for us
1: Okay, for our Disney don't this week, I am taking cues from the Labor Day weekend that we just had at Walt Disney World, and I would say don't go on a holiday weekend. It was really crowded at Disney World this weekend. It was actually also really crowded at Downtown Disney and Disneyland this holiday weekend. I think everyone's finally had coronavirus fatigue and Really, we're looking to do one last thing before summer was officially over. But I think that's going to be the new normal. Like, more people are used to going out a bit, they're used to the protocols of going to Disney, and I think other holidays that are coming up, specifically Halloween, which falls on a Saturday this year, could be really, really crushing, and just weekends generally may trend in that direction as well. So that's my advice. I mean, if you are concerned at all about crowds and choke points and long lines, I would be avoiding holidays and things that look like holidays as much as possible. So sorry to those of you who are looking forward to maybe Thanksgiving or something like that. But just a caveat, I think people do need to understand that demand is really ebbing and flowing and plan accordingly.
0: Great tip, Leslie. All right, so that is our tips for how to deal with Disney withdrawal. If you have any tips, please hit us up, DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, at www.deciphered on Twitter, or on our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. We will be back with a brand new episode next week. Other than that, Leslie, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today and in 2019, and I will see you in my newly invented time machine.
1: Thanks, Jim.